the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There is breaking news out of Atlanta. I'm going to have to have my man here do some research in this and maybe report as to uh, what what the deal is. Looks as though eight dead, multiple injured after shootings in the Atlanta area at uh, day spas. Uh, looks as though most, if not all, of the victims are Asian. And so we're going to be researching this story. This is breaking as we're going live. So we're gonna we're going to do some research on this throughout the show and see if we think that there's anything um, outside of Atlanta that makes besides the fact that this is horrific eight people killed and see if there's what the details are of this story and we will bring that to you throughout the show glad to have you guys here with me tonight there's so much breaking news we got San Diego quote reopening you restaurants y'all are allowed down to the rents here we might let you let two people in the restaurant to eat so just so you gotta eat alone okay so we got to talk about that we got breaking election news out of the 2020 election and as well as breaking news happening with the California recall. So much to talk about. We would love to make you a part of the show. 888-344-1170. Jot that down. 888-344-1170. I would like to think that my longtime Andrea K. Show listeners would know that number by heart right now. But who really remembers numbers anymore, right? You got it programmed into your phone. We are streaming live on the Facebook page, The Answer San Diego. So keep those comments rolling there. And follow us on Twitter and we're on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. Tom Del Beccaro, who's running the recall efforts, we're down to the wire peeps. He's going to be here to give us an update. You know that this thing is on track. It's a speeding train because the smear campaign has begun and he will be here to update everybody on where that stands and what's going on. Uh, the man who's going to be researching this Atlanta story joins me now. And of course, when I'm talking about my buddy, it's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready. And I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Skins. Yeah, we'll be researching that story in Atlanta, and uh, we'll see what we come up with. But it uh, already looks like, you know, four women killed uh, in this uh, two spa shootings on Piedmont Road in Atlanta is kind of the main headline I'm reading in a couple of different places. Yeah, we'll see if it, you know, when you've got multiple fatalities in multiple locations, I mean, clearly... Um, you know, this this is a planned situation, yeah. and we don't really know if there's terrorism involved, if this was a personal situation so or we'll whatever. So we'll be looking at that throughout we'll the be, Yeah, we'll be looking at that. Uh, you asked for it, you got it. I think we had multiple callers a week or so ago who said, look, the most important issue that we have. Oh, we're seeing the perp, identified perp, uh, suspect in custody for Atlanta. 
update on that. So we'll get you the details as we go forward. Um, okay, uh, y'all said the number one issue. Yeah, we know we got a crisis at the border. Yes, we know that they're coming for our guns. Yes, we know that Joe Biden, uh, you know, I- issued. Uh, he didn't issue. We know he signed with a pen. You know, he didn't know what he signed. But we know that there were about 60 or close to maybe even 80 executive orders right now having to do with a variety of different things from shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and beyond. But there's no, no point in talking about any of that as it relates to stopping any of that or as it relates to overturning any of that in 2022 if we don't deal with the election fraud that is in place. Um, breaking news out of Michigan today. Michigan Secretary of State's absentee ballot order broke the law, according to a Michigan. Are you surprised, Skins? I, I knew that from the get-go. Did we, did, weren't we told that, that every court had rejected Trump's claims and it was all a bunch of lies? I had this, we heard. I had a conservative on Twitter saying Trump needed to stop. Uh, this was, uh, I think, when he was at the rally, that he's making these false claims. Every court had rejected. No, no court at that point had actually heard any of the evidence. We had people, we had courts like the Supremes that would just refuse to hear the case, but there had been no court that had reviewed the evidence that had been presented and refuted the claim of fraud. Now, this case was filed on October 6th. It's inexcusable that it took until March for this for this ruling to happen. Oh, it should have happened before the inauguration. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, so here's what the, here's what the judge said. Uh, The defendant here, Secretary of State, Michigan Secretary of State, her name was Jocelyn Benson. She issued several unilateral orders during the 2020 election, did a Biden, including sending absentee ballot applications to all registered voters. So everybody got one in the mail. She also issued, quote, guidance on how to evaluate absentee ballots. A move Michigan Court of Claims Chief Judge Christopher Murray held violated the state's Administrative Procedures Act. She would, what she did with these absentee ballots was basically she said that slight similarities, uh, basically, it, it, when in doubt, give it to, give it to, claim that the vote was valid. You know, it, it, this, if the signature looked sketchy, you know what? As long as the envelope looked good, she went on to say, or um, other things looked, looked good, go ahead and count the vote. Uh, the judge ruled that Benson violated the law, and I quote, because the guidance issued by the Secretary of State on October 6th with respect, no, the courts, okay, so this happened on the 6th, with respect to signature matching standards was issued in violation of the Administrative Procedures Act. Um, Republican from Michigan, Michigan said, I'm glad to see Secretary of State Benson's attempts uh, at lawmaking for what they are, clear violations of her authority. She needs to work with the legislators, da da da, da. Uh, The courts uh, went on, uh, opinion concluded, nowhere in the state's election law has the legislature indicated that signatures are to be presumed valid, nor did the legislator require that signatures would be accepted so long as there are any redeeming qualities in the application or return envelope as compared with a signature on file. Um, This places a thumb on the scale in favor of a signature's validity, and it should be made pursuant to properly promulgated rules under the APA. Uh, Over three million Michigan voters cast in absentee ballots. This woman, this defendant, had spent four and a half million dollars. She spent four and a half million dollars from coronavirus to send out absentee ballots to all voters, whether or not they asked for it. Get it? So this 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 story has multiple implications. Basically, what we know is that there the, all the this is just more validation 
in particular, even taking the Dominion machines, which we know were also an issue in Michigan. Makes me angry, Andrea, because this is the stuff that should have been investigated in, you know, up leading up until the inauguration. It was sloughed off and now it's just all trickling out. Well, the Republican Party did nothing to stop any of this. They did not. They they did not have. Trump was screaming bloody murder. Today, by the way, happy anniversary to 15 days to flatten the curve. Immediately, the left was thinking, how could they use this for all of their schemes? Not just shutting down businesses to flatten the economy and seizing control over businesses for all their their programs that they wanted to implement. Uh, Not just about um, the uh, the exploitation of it to see how far that they could they could control. I think the big play was the election. Of course, it was. Absolutely. Because if they could they if they could soften the mark by getting us compliant with masks, by getting us to go along with everything with the coronavirus, um, they had uh, they also had box. They uh, by doing that, they boxed the Republicans into the corner because the Republicans didn't want to seem as though um, the secretary of state says we want to make sure everybody can vote safely without getting the coronavirus. Right. So, you know, this is one one reason why. Um, shutting down the economy was the biggest mistake in human history, not just political history. And I and it grieves me to say this, but President Trump should have never gone along with it. You cannot look back on this and think that it was a good decision in any way. You cannot look back on this and not see that this was the greatest psyops operation ever perpetrated on man. And somebody else pointed out. In so many different ways, but in particular, just one, which is the asymptomatic spread. I mean, they had they literally had people convinced immediately. You better huddle in your in your homes because if you leave your home, you may die. You 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 will die. Then it was and that was before they told us about the masks. Right. And in order of getting that panic by getting that panic in people's brains. Then they were able to seize control over every aspect of society, the individual, businesses, the Republican Party, and therefore the elections. Then we know that it, then, then the way that they kept the controls on us was, was the secondary PSYOPs operation, which was the asymptomatic spread. But by then, they had everybody so controlled, so irrational with fear that, that the American people actually bought into the notion that somebody without symptoms, somebody not coughing or sneezing was going to be contagious. Made no sense. So, but however, still the Republican Party, even going along with these mail-in ballots and, this, and the absentee, they could have still had lawyers in place because you can see that it was unconstitutional. They should have been fighting it every step of the way, but they didn't. And you want to know why? Because the Republican Party was happy to see Trump go. But the pickle is, breaking news today, is that the Democrats are looking at ending the filibuster in order to get a H1, HR1 through. That happens, and I know you and I have talked about Game Over in the past. It's done. Yeah, because everything that was in play in the 2020 elections from the unconstitutional means it was happening. See, they got to do it in Congress because they're not going to get away with it this way again. They're not going to get away with with secretaries of state. Well, maybe they will. They got away with it before. Uh, But what they're trying to do is not have to depend on rogue secretaries of states getting away with it at the local level. They're they're trying to not have to depend on governors like Republican Governor Kim 
camp out of Georgia working with Stacey Abrams. So if they can get it through with the Senate, getting rid of the filibuster, which requires 60 votes, which they don't have, if they can get it on a simple majority, then they can get H.R. 1 through, centralize the elections, put in place everything that they want in order to ensure a permanent Democrat-controlled United States of America. I don't think we're more concerned about Andrea. I know there's a couple of Democrats that said that they don't even feel that that's right. I'm not worried about that. I think you're going to have a couple of rhinos join the main main Democrats to, you know, let this whole filibuster thing just go away. Um. Well, I, I, I don't know that they can get rid of the, the – they might. I mean, I, there's so many there's so many rhinos in the Republican Party. I there's not one of them I trust. I don't trust any – well, I trust um, – she in the Senate? Who do I trust? I trust Andy Biggs, but he's not in the Senate. He's in the House. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ted Cruz, he's, he's, you know, I like him a lot sometimes. Sometimes he's squishy. I think here we can count on him. But the fact that we're sitting here wondering if we've got any we can count on is scary. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're running late. we got to get on to the, the breaking election news regarding the recall here in California. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Before the break, we were talking about uh, this case out of Michigan in which the court validated what we already knew, that all these, not just in Michigan, but these secretaries of state and these non-state officials that are not part of the state legislators did not have the legal right to be changing the election laws, uh, but they got away with it. Um, and uh, they, they were able to immediately seize upon covid uh, the China virus as as a means of which to uh, seize control of every aspect of, of our lives. I mean, it's the greatest psyops operation in the history of America. And here's how you know it was a psyops op before I go to Tom Dell. Steve Scalise tweeted out, breaking, House Democrats just voted against requiring COVID tests for illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. But they still want your businesses locked down and your schools closed. So this cannot be about anybody's health. This is about what it's always about. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. Everything that the Democrats are about is about controlling this. It's Marxism is what's going on. Now, Tom Dell joins me now. Uh, he, he may disagree with me on that. I don't think so. He doesn't usually come on my show to disagree with me. Uh, but anyway, hey, Tom Delbacaro from Political Vanguard. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, good to see you on Newsmax after me this today. Yeah, I, I, I was on Newsmax and I'm texting Tom. I'm like, can you come on my show tonight? And he's like, are you not live on TV right now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I do that too. <laughs> well, yeah, there's commercial breaks. So yeah, I saw you, I saw you on there. So yeah, you're making the rounds. Uh, thank goodness. Talking about this recall. We're down to the wire. Before I get into that, I do want to... Um, get your take on the fact that it, it, California is suddenly now they're they're you know pushing to, to reopen us. Uh, you know San Diego County's in the red. Restaurants can now you know have twenty five percent capacity. Schools are still closed. Meanwhile, meanwhile they they're not even requiring COVID tests from illegals. Yeah, look, it, it's ridiculous. The border, of course, I've written about the border. Many, many times. The border is a national security crisis. Democrats claim Kevin McCarthy was lying when he said terrorists are coming across, and Axios confirmed it. And then <clears throat> this issue, 
you know, it was a travesty that Trump put people in cages. Oh, those were Obama cages. And now those have to be shut down. Now, of course, they're open back up, right? And they're at 700% capacity. Right. And what is a decompression centers? They're now called. (laughs) I mean, are you kidding me? (laughs) And then, and then you're exactly right. You're going to have, you have to get tested for COVID, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but not them. And, and remember, don't forget, it was it two weeks ago, Scalise pointed out that, that, uh, the Republicans wanted to make it illegal for those here illegally to buy guns in a rider to a bill, and the Democrats were against that. So it is completely, completely political with them. Absolutely. And, and, and by the way, this means that you should have figured out by now that everything that the Democrats are doing, that, that all these shutdowns, all this about coronavirus, Fauci, the reason why the goalpost is constantly changing. And now it's, for, oh, well, it could be three feet distancing. Every bit of it is, has been a ploy, a mechanism. Uh, this is, this is in the history, you're the historian, Tom, but, you know, this isn't the first time that authoritarian regimes have seized upon emergencies for power, is it? No, and I wrote about it all the way last April, that the the biggest expansions in government history for free societies, even for emperors, the emperor Diocletian uh, in the 300s, I believe, in, in Rome, said that he, he, he took control of the economy, saying the barbarians at the gate, literally, that's what it was like, that was the actual sentence he would have used. And then he assumed the power and nationalized things. Mm-hmm. Even, even in Bush 43, after 9-11, there was, what did he do? He consolidated <laughs> yep. all these departments into mm-hmm. the Department of Homeland Security. The Great Depression was that way. I'll even tell you, look, the founders did not like the way the states were operating, thought they were going to come to civil war, so they centralize the weak articles in confederation into the constitution. So this has always happened in history. And you'll remember what Rahm Emanuel said, don't let a crisis go to waste. Socialists never do. No, they don't. Um, we're talking to Tom Dubacar of Political Vanguard, author of Divided Era, and he's also got articles everywhere, you know, contributor at Newsmax and, and beyond. Um, in addition to all of that, he also is one of the leaders of this recall effort. And it, we're getting but down I'm to the, the top 10. I'm not in the top 10. Newsom said of the top 10 leaders. What the hell does that mean? What? <laughs> he said the top 10 leaders are all white nationalists or, or blah, blah, blah. He said, what, what is the top 10 leader? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't think he, the man's operating. I think he's too stressed out. Well, I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe it's just um, to being too, much, too many times in close quarters at Plump Jack or wherever, or French Laundry, <laughs> right? It may be what it is. But here we are. We're down to the wire in the recall. Suddenly, you know, counties are reopening, but they're not really reopening. We know that. Um, but the smear is beginning. Lorena, our own San Diego's yes, own Lorena Gonzalez has come for you today. What does she, what does she tweet out today? <laughs> well, they're claiming that national Republicans, I don't know, I don't know which category I'm in here. Na- uh-huh. Which one of these does not belong? <laughs> national Republicans, what? Uh, conspiracy, QAnon's conspiracy theorists. I think she threw in white nationals. <laughs> they can't. 2.1 million people fine. Plus, 
the, the Emerson poll, had, you got me all riled up here. 58% <laughs> of the people in California say he shouldn't run for re-election. Now, last I checked, it's sadly a blue state. You can't get to 58% without Democrats being in support of this. And uh, on a serious note, I think he, this is going to backfire because if you're one of the, a third of the Democrats want him gone, if you're one of those people and he basically says you have no right to disagree with me, you're just being irrational right wing, he's going to harden their resolve mm-hmm. to, to, to kick him out. Oh, you're, oh I, I found the tweet. The Republican recall attempt in California is led by a coalition of national Republicans, anti-vaxxers, QAnon conspiracy theorists, and anti-immigrant Trump supporters. Um, she got it all in there, but oh, white dudes. Um, which, which, which one am I, by the way? <sighs> Are you one of them crazy? I'm not allowed to take the vaccine yet, but I've had a lot of <laughs> vaccines in my life. Um Q-Anon, national Republican as opposed to what? I, I guess the implication there is that you're you're, you're outside of California and you're like some carpetbaggers trying to come in and take over California. I think that's what that's meant to I be. Did move here. I did move here when I was 11. So maybe I did carpetbag. You had you had a scheme planned at 11, didn't you? you you've been working a long game since you was 11 on this. So where does it stand right now? It's they're in desperation. Look, today was uh, we're continuing to hand them in. We're going to get to about almost 2.1 million signatures, which is too much for them to really to you know. Sometimes they run drills to get you to unsign your petition. Well, 2.1 million is too high to do that. So uh, they're not going to be able to to do that. It's going to qualify, and that's why they're in full campaign mode. Yeah. They know they're in trouble. They saw they know his internal polling, his approval rating is underwater in California, a blue state. Mm-hmm. More people. So that means Democrats don't like to do. And, and the reason for that is they woke up to it. it. It took them being locked out of their churches and their kids locked out of their schools and then locked out of their favorite restaurants for them to understand that this guy maybe isn't so good. And then when they could see Florida, Mm -hmm. I mean, you may decide you want to live in a red state or a blue state, and maybe you don't like the weather in Florida. But the truth is, Florida, if you looked at all, Florida statistics aren't any worse than California, yet they were open the whole time. And they see this and they go, okay, well, this guy isn't up to the job, and he's not. No, he's not. And they see they see that what's gone on here is, as he's admitted, he was asked point blank a year ago uh, as he was um, seizing one of the it was clear and he validated it that he shut down restaurants and specifically went after the hospitality industry. So he could do all these all these programs from food programs to housing programs, seizing. Well, we shut down hotels, so we might as well seize those and use those for homeless. We shut down restaurants. So we're going to we're going to tell these restaurants that we shut down who are desperate and hurting. You know what? You we'll, we'll let you have a few bones if you participate in our food uh, program. Yeah. So and he admitted that he was able to he asked, hey, are you using this? You know, for your your political aspirations, and he said, "Yeah, he's, we finally quote we I finally have an opera we we finally have a chance to get some programs done that we've been trying to get done for years." And he bragged about how he had the state on a dimmer switch up and down. And there's nothing to be celebrated. The, the psychology the psychology 
um, or the psychological, um, I, I called it a psyops um, initially, um, but that's exactly what's been run on the American people. They, uh, through a variety of different techniques and tactics and sh- shifting, maneuvering, messaging and, and other means, you know, they've literally got Americans, Tom, Americans to be sitting back. completely compliant to a dictator and feeling as though they've got to beg him to reopen or show appreciation and kiss his ring if he finally allows somebody to do what they have every right to do under the Constitution, and that is run their business. Yeah, think about how ludicrous Joe Biden's comment was by July 4th, you should be able to have a gathering in your backyard. He picks July 4th, the day we declared independence from a guy who told us what we were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, so the symbolism there was frightening. Yeah. And what bothers me was um, the willingness people were had to giving up their rights. Because yes. let's, just, let's be very clear that at the time of the revolution and the Constitution, Certainly at the time of the revolution, there was a, a, a pandemic. There were diseases. And they didn't yeah. sit there and say, the First Amendment only applies when Dr. Fauci says it so. Yeah. You know, I, I, I said something the other day. I hope you don't mind me saying this on the air. As an Italian, I am deeply troubled that Nancy Pelosi, Fauci, and Cuomo are the three most famous Italians in America today. <laughs> Y'all need to be, you need to be saying, you know what, we, we, you know, we are, we are reclaiming our, what is it, red, white, and green striped flag. We are reclaiming it from you people. Um, Cuomo, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to hold Tom over one, you know, one more minute. Lowest train wreck in the history of mankind. Oh my God. Cuomo. Well, but you know what, he, he's digging his heels in, man. And why wouldn't he? Because we still got Northrop or whatever, Northam or whatever his name is from Virginia. Virginia, who sent in a pick? I'm gonna. Well, gee, let me look through my picks here for the medical, you know, yearbook. Oh, oh, here's a great one of me in blackface. Okay, then he puts in an envelope, mails it in. That dude is still governor. So why why would Cuomo quit? Yeah, well, look, let's and and come and just perhaps more importantly, Harris refuses to calm on it. The woman. Yeah who high-tech lynching, as Judge Thomas said about what happened to him, goes after Kavanaugh like nobody's business, and she refuses to comment on Cuomo. Well, she's sitting back looking at these girls going... Chica, you know, come on. Why didn't you use your brains? Where could you be right now in the in the U.S. government? Where could you be? Uh, oh. You know, <laughs> I'm surprised so she had if there were no double standards among the Democrats in Washington, they'd, they'd have no standards at all. Well, rumor is, is that they're setting up a bimbo eruption room. For those of you who don't remember where that was, Google that under, uh, you know, under Bill and Hillary Clinton. Kamala, she might be participating in the bimbo eruption uh, behind the scenes, helping to go after these women, because this is what the Democrats do. They, you know, in 2012, you know, they have the whole, you know, Republicans hate women, you know, convention. Uh, meanwhile, these are the people that... The Democrat men think nothing of leaving a woman to die in, in a pond, you know, uh, or, you know, b- blooding her lip and and everything that Cuomo's doing. And then, you know, if, if the women, you know, dare to speak up about it, then they get victimized and they get terrorized. And that's what's going on today. And they and they do it without without any uh, without any repercussion. Wrap us up, Tom DeBacaro. 
Well, I think fortunately Cuomo's career is coming to an end and and the recall, we have become the center of the nation's, I mean, True. resistance effort to big government and yeah. we need people to follow through rescuecalifornia.org. Uh, we have a long way to go. This isn't going to be easy, but I think people are open to it. We need candidates who come out mm-hmm. and provide actual solutions, not go on TV and go namby pamby. Right. Say, we can solve our problem. Here's how we're going to do it. Nice to be on with you. Thank you, Tom. Always good to have you, my friend. All right, now we got more to talk about. Um, Joy Behar was a whole crock of crazy on The View. I don't usually talk about The View. I try to avoid anything to do with it, but, you know, her crazy. Uh, Baghdad Behar, let's just put it that way. We're going to talk about her when we come back. 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. You're connecting some dots. Last night we talked about uh, how it, it, the story about WAPO... WAPO comes out in January with some source that says that President Trump pressured the election official secretary of state in in Georgia to, quote, find the fraud and he would be a hero. And all these media outlets ran with it. And actually, a couple have even claimed they had additional sources. And then now, months later, um, they come out and say, oh, you know, sorry, oops. No, this wasn't oops. This this was this set the stage for January 6th P, uh, for Trump and. And all of his supporters to be, declared, to be declared insurrectionists. Yep. We're a bunch of we're, we're domestic terrorists wanting to overturn a free and fair election. And now it's all unraveling. All their stuff isn't adding yeah. up anymore. Unfortunately, we still have the wrong man in the White House. That's right. Right. SCOTUS, they're all going to get to collect their paychecks. Although, by the way, Brett Kavanaugh. I'm not. I don't. I have no sympathy for Brett Kavanaugh today because I, I. I may have some time to research it. I saw this story before I came in. We may talk about it tomorrow. Uh, the breaking news tonight. Now you know Brett Kavanaugh has done everything he could since they sought to destroy him to uh, Drew Brees the situation, kiss their butts, kowtow to them, all female clerkship. I mean, just kissing their butts, right? Uh, story breaks today that they, that accusations are that the the FBI's investigation of him in 2018 was phony, that they didn't really investigate the charges against him. The women already the two of the women who claimed that he you know was engaged in rape and sexual assault admitted it was a lie. Christine Blasey Ford, we all know that was a lie. So, you know, they're just they're once again going after Brett Kavanaugh. It, as a smokescreen, as a deflection against Cuomo is one of the main reasons why they're doing it. Um, lesson learned, Kavanaugh and Drew Brees. You, you get nothing from, from kissing the butts of bullies that are seeking to destroy you. And every time they do, I didn't have a chance to really get into it, um, you know, last night with Drew Brees. I'll try to find some time to follow up on that story. It has to do with the fact of the cancel culture. I might as well say it now. You know, every time... We have a big name celebrity with a huge following who cowers and caves, whether it's out of fear. And I don't know if it's out of fear. I suspect with Drew Brees, it was out of personal uh, selfishness that he wanted one more year to go after the Super Bowl and he sold his soul for it. And in the course of doing so, 
humiliated himself, his family with those apologies that never got accepted by anybody because they never do. Because when you when you give your lunch money over to a bully, do they love you? No, they just keep coming after you for lunch money, right? It never ends. Right. Isn't this why you don't pay a ransom? Isn't this why you don't pay extortionists? No different. No different. This is why you don't negotiate with terrorists, right? They always keep coming back for more because it's not about... This was ne- this w- because bullying is, is and is it is a form of abuse and it's all about power, right? Breeze could have made a real difference. He absolutely could have, and you know, yeah, there's reports today that he's going to go to you know with uh, I don't know if it's uh, Demir. It, one of the former saints, they're going to take over the old Six Flags site. You know what? That's all well and good. I appreciate that you're still investing in NOLA. You've done a lot for NOLA post-K, Katrina. But what could he have done for America? He had an opportunity. His career was done. You know, look what ended up happening. Look, look, look at the end result. He ended up playing with broken ribs, crappy play in front of empty stands. He could have said... I've done the right thing for America, sent the lesson to his kids that when you are attacked, you stand up for your beliefs. You have a backbone and you don't let anybody cower you into submission because every time a big name, especially like that, cowers and caves, it it, it magnifies, right? Because the impact that he's got there, his name recognition allowed this story to be uh, used to frighten other people. You don't, you know, look, Drew Brees was forced to apologize. And if you don't do what Drew Brees did, you're going to you're going to suffer like we tried to do to Drew Brees. Right. So and he could have stood up and had a good message to his kids. And he had a real opportunity and he failed. Absolutely. He could have seen the bigger picture as to what is going on in this country. That instead of the phrase death by a thousand cuts, it's death by a thousand apologies because you cobble them all together and you've got a weakened America. And now, which has led to getting back to this WAPO thing, I'm trying to connect some dots here. That's how they're able to get away with a crap like um, declaring 75 million people as domestic terrorists because they they you know, want to over, they question the outcome of an election. I don't know if I'm explaining this well and connecting the dots. No, you really are. It's all tied together. All this cancel culture is all about in common, the cancel culture in combination of the social justice warrior movement in combination of what we're doing with the transgenderism. You look at, you look at the critical race theory stuff being taught in our military. It's all about the cultural Marxist movement meant to destroy the fabric of our society so that they can rebuild it under their Marxist scheme. They've got to destroy the family. They've got to destroy free speech. They've got to, they've got to um, make anybody who speaks up for America, for everything that this, what, what Drew Brees was speaking up for when he was talking about the flag was, he was talking about everything related that's good about America, right? With what the left is about anti-America, they're about destroying America. So every time you've got a big name person like Drew Brees, Who's caving in? It emboldens the terrorists. It emboldens the bullies, and it just adds fuel to their fire. And you you give them an inch, and they're going to take a mile every single time. And they have, right? Just like the coronavirus, fifteen days to flatten the curve. Fifteen days, right? We're now we're now at over a year. You can never, ever, ever give in to the bullies. When Drew Brees refused to see the bigger picture thing was at play. Right. There's a reason why these Black Lives Matter people and Ka- Ka- Kaepernick chose 
the national anthem with which to kneel because that's a moment of unity in this country around love of uh, around love of country and Drew Brees for his own selfish reasons just like all the other people um, whether it's uh, Chris Harrison for The Bachelor he's lost his job he caved into them I didn't realize what I said hurt so many people and you know what he still lost his job well you as you and I were talking about last night why it was Drew Brees was because whether you like football or not and I don't like football you know Drew Brees so that yeah. impact of that message of getting him to do what they wanted him to do, everybody heard it. What, yeah, everybody heard it. Everybody saw it. To see this man who was known for his strength of character cave, you know, it, it, it's a way to frighten the other American people. It's a way to send the message of if we could go after, it's like Michael Flynn. If they could go after Michael Flynn and weaponize the government against him, they could go after you. And every time somebody caves, it just emboldens them. Just like the very first time that a a book got censored, right? And they got away with that. You look at the lies in the media. People are tweeting out, you know, it should be a bigger deal that WAPO got caught flat out lying, manufacturing lies against President Trump. It's not a big deal. It should be on every station. You know why it's not? Because they've been lying for years, for four years. All the mainstream media outlets continue to propagate a lie that Trump colluded with the Russians. And they face no repercussions. The American people are sensitized to it right not standing up to these bullies the left has been terrorizing us in increasing measures ultimately bent on canceling america by canceling the family by trying to cancel christianity by trying to cancel the u.s constitution by trying to cancel our judeo-christian principles and values by trying to, to cancel states rights by trying to cancel the parent and the home every bit of it you know what's funny, Andrea, is people keep talking about the, the 22 and the 24 election. We don't get this right. That does not matter right. at all. It doesn't matter. We did, there was, it, nobody stood up against Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They're still raining terror down across this country. No, we got, we got, they're, they're burning down Minneapolis and, and, you know, beating business people over the head and 700 cops killed and injured. And what's the Republican Party's response? Well, let's introduce some legislation for Juneteenth. That's catering to the bullies. So now we've got we got Joy Behar now on the View today. I know, right? <laughs> Makes me cringe. I hear her name. She's so cringy. I shouldn't tell you this. It's humiliating to me. She was actually in my sorority, not my chapter. She was not a Sigma chapter, by the way. Delta Zeta, number two na- sorority in the nation. So she's on the View today, saying that Antifa is a fictitious idea. Skins, it's not. It's what? Not, yeah, it's not real. It's not real. Tell that to Andy. No. Who had wow. who had who had his head cracked open by a cement milkshake? They're proud that they're an organization. Oh, they're not. They're an idea. They're an ideology. They're an idea. Okay, well, let's think about this for a minute. They're an idea, kind of like radical Islam is an idea. I guess are, are they supposed to be incorporated? MAGA's not incorporated. Seventy-five million Trump voters. We're not. We're not an organized organization i have did you did you file an llc on behalf i did of not MAGA? personally no not no. on mega no no this is like baghdad bob level stuff nothing to see here i mean you know everybody's touting today that megan mccain just really had a great comeback on the view because you know she put it back on those dems that no wonder people aren't wanting to get vaccinated because the democrats badmouth the vaccines and said well we'll wait until you know trump's out of office we don't trust trump for the vaccine everybody's like oh wow she did great 
Uh, no. Um, a- a update on AstraZeneca. Uh, somebody has died from the Astra- from blood clots from the AstraZeneca. I think we're now up to 20 European countries. Not Last I Astra- read, yes, that's correct. Right. Um, uh, you know, if you want to take... Uh, it, I'm not anti-vax. I'm pro-choice. Right. See, the same people that tell you that that, you know, it's your body, your choice are trying to call you an anti-vax or say that if you are, don't want to take the vax or something wrong with you, it's a smear. Right. Um, so I, I the are the, Why am I mentioning that about Meghan McCain? That's not to be celebrated. To say that, you know, well, we just haven't, we haven't all, all taken the vaccine yet because, you know, you guys badmouthed it. So maybe you instilled fear in us. No, how about, how about, how about choice and freedom, right? It's 15 days. We're so a year of 15 days to flatten the curve, which was always about how can we flatten the economy? How can we, 15 You've days. You've said that since day one. Since day one. How can we flatten, most importantly, how can we flatten the Trump presidency, and use this to seize complete power over the country, right? And there was never the data. What did I say day one? There was never the data or the science to back it up. Flatten the curve was a term that should have never come out of the mouths of any conservative. It wasn't based on any rational thought, any data, or any science. We are the United States of America. I don't care if every other country around the world closed up every door, locked every window. We're not supposed, We're to, be. supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be the land of the free and the land of opportunity. And it should have been if you are sick and you want to self-isolate or if you're if you're part of the high risk group, you have the right to do that. You have the right to do that. If you're if you're the high risk group or whatever group, you have the right to do it. But you don't have the right to, to, to try to force anybody else to do the same. We need to we need to have a, a clear, concise as conservatives and Republicans viewpoint. We always err on the side of freedom. And that there should never be anything infringing on our freedom ever, whether it's whether it's our free speech, whether it's our right to bear arms. There's supposedly some audio tape going around of some preacher up in Northern California begging Gavin Newsom to reopen. You already have the means to reopen. You have the approval to reopen. It's called your U.S. Constitution. That's how far they've gone. And this is why getting back to Drew Brees. If we had had people standing up, if Drew Brees had stood up, think about the impact that that would have had with his recognition and how respected he was if he had stood up and said, I'm going to do the right thing for this country because this is bigger than me. This is bigger than the Black Lives Matter movement. This is bigger. This, In fact, this is Black Lives Matter is an avowed Marxist organization. This is about the future and the preservation of America. And that's what I stand for. Could have gone a long way. We'll be back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. There's some days I wish you were still on Twitter because sometimes there's good stuff there. Yeah, and I miss the okay. back and forth with you there. I really do. I know. Okay, so Harmy Dillon, brilliant attorney retweets a post from New York Post. Prince Philip arrives home after hospital stay. She she tweets, if any relative of mine let me be photographed looking like this, expect to be written out of the will. We'll be back tomorrow night. Thanks for this. (laughs) 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob. 